Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Voices of Forestry podcast. I'm your host, Seth Stevenson, the Communications Coordinator with the Arkansas Forestry Association. And today, I'm joined by the State Forester of Arkansas, Joe Fox. Last week, we talked to Billy Hobson, one of the owners of the oldest tree farm in Arkansas and one of the oldest in the nation. And she mentioned working uh, pretty closely with the Arkansas Forestry Division. So I'm here to talk to the uh, main guy in charge. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm good, Seth. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Um, first, I guess before we hop into the division, let's kind of start with you. What is your background? What's your history with forestry? Well, I was born into it. I'm third generation in a uh, pine and hardwood lumber concern. It became hardwood by the time I graduated from college, but I worked 20 years for our family lumber business. Uh, I was on the raw materials end, uh, bachelor degree in forestry from North Carolina State, and I bought the logs and pulpwood for two sawmills and a chip mill in Pine Bluff and Sheridan. Uh, then we sold out and I went to work for uh, insurance concern and put together a self-insurance group for loggers, workers comp group for loggers. And then after that, I went to work for uh, the Nature Conservancy, worked 11 and a half years for the Nature Conservancy, learned a whole lot about conservation and, and wise use uh, also learned about computers and how to how to do Word and and PowerPoint and those kinds of things, which was most helpful. And then the last almost eight years, I've been working with the state um, as the state forester, um, and that was we were known as the forest Arkansas Forestry Commission. Now we're known as the Arkansas Department of Agriculture Forestry Division. The Forestry Commission still exists. And, and it's the nine-member board that advises uh, the forestry division. Besides all that, my grandfather uh, was the chair of the Arkansas Forestry Commission for, well, from 1943 to 1979. And I was on the Forestry Commission uh, for an unexpired term in the 90s. So I feel like I've been working with it around the state also all my life, but literally grew up in a sawmill. So way over 50 years of at least visual experience and almost 50 years in, in my career uh, working in the woods in the forests of Arkansas. Well, you've brought up uh, something that I kind of wanted to touch on too, is a lot of people probably have at one point in time heard of the Arkansas Forestry Commission. Mm -hmm. And this is a change that's happened very recently for mm -hmm. you guys, the name change specifically. So just kind of tell me what, um, everything's still the same, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. Uh, just your name's a little bit different and your logo's a little bit different. That's right. In fact, we're still working. The logo is going to be a statewide logo. The Department of Agriculture's will be green. Uh, I think the Department of Health may be red. Not even sure of that. But the the 15 different departments will have different colors, but basically the same logo. Uh, we're going to have Forestry Division written under our logo. And when we get new decals for our trucks, we're kind of excited. We're going to have uh, wildfire vehicle or wildfire uh, response uh, stickers on our wildfire response vehicles, which are pickup trucks and and uh, transport trucks for dozers. So and reflective things. So even with the new logo, some of there are going to be some improvements. 
but yes, we're going to have a new statewide logo. Uh, we're excited about that. We've got a new name, but the commission still exists as advisory to us. And so the Arkansas Forest Commission still is and will be, as far as I know, forever. And we are forestry division of the Department of Agriculture carrying out the wishes of the commission. Okay, okay. So you guys, I guess let's kind of go into what exactly you guys do. Um, if Again, if I'm not mistaken, I've been working with you guys for a little over a year and a half now, so I should know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But you guys are here to help landowners. Mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the main reason for you guys being here and being a part of the state. That's right. The mission of the forestry division is to uh, conserve and protect and even develop the private lands forest resources of the state. Now we we protect all of the forest land, some of it in partnership with the U.S. Forest Service, those public lands, but the state lands that are owned by Arkansas Natural Heritage, Arkansas Game and Fish, if there were fire or needs there, we would be there. Um, so we are to mainly advise and protect, give technical assistance to, management assistance to, and protect from fire or insects or other things, private lands, private forest lands in Arkansas. So the numbers, Arkansas's 34 million acres total, 19 million acres are just under uh, our forested acres. And of those, I'm gonna, I should have looked at my numbers a little better, but something like 13 to 14 million acres, I think it's more like 14 and a half million acres, are privately owned forest lands. Uh, a little known fact is that Arkansas has the most acres of national forest lands east of the Rocky Mountains. So we have great partnerships with all sorts of owners, from industrial owners to Timos and REITs. And for you out there that don't know what TMOs and REITs are, that's a Timber Investment Management Organization or a Real Estate Investment Trust. It's a, another way to privately own timberlands. Or industrial owners like Green Bay Packaging or Potlatch Deltic. Um, we, we work with small owners uh, down to 10 acres in size. We work with consultants, and we work with the Forestry Association. I'm proud of it. Yeah, so that's, you know, we've uh, we've mentioned it before, I believe, Max and I spoke a couple months ago, but you guys work pretty closely with us, and we work pretty closely with you guys. We see uh, Forestry Division people on our committees. I know some of our executive committee is uh, a part of the commission, uh, mm -hmm. those kind of, mm -hmm. that group there. So we work and do a lot with you guys on various things. That's right. I, I believe that at least four, maybe five of the Forestry Association's executive committee are on the Forestry Commission today. And that's, it's been that sort of number for a long, long time. Um, if we're talking the tree farm program that's run and facilitated in Arkansas by the association, the tree farm inspections, I, I think well over half of those inspections are done by uh, uh, county foresters mainly, not, not totally, we have some other foresters who are doing inspect, tree farm inspections for Jennifer. Uh, we're happy to do that, it's, it's part of our mission. Uh, we wanna be part of a big part, a contributing part would be a better word, to the forestry community in Arkansas. 
and now I, I get this a little confused. You guys have uh, uh, groups in not every county, but you have them in districts, correct? That's, that's right. We're okay. organized now in seven districts. We have one rather large, geographically large district on the east side of the state that's now, and it's, it's our district one, it's 25 counties now, but it's it has pretty much all of the row crop counties in in that. And so we have work centers in 60 of the 75 counties. And in District 1, where there's 25 counties, we have 15 work centers. But there's 10 counties that don't have a work center. But their forest fires or, or their volunteer fire departments, who is a huge partner of ours, uh, are serviced by a work center in their area. So those work centers would have more than one county. But the western two-thirds of the state, there's a work center in each and every county. And there's usually two rangers, sometimes three rangers, and a county forester in a work center. So I, I say all, I ask that actually, to kind of bring up the fact that if someone needed help, there's someone in their county available to help them with their forest land. That's right, that's right. Uh, with those notable exceptions on the mm-hmm. east side of the state, but they have a work center that's adjacent to their county that they can call on for help uh, on the east side. And uh, we're proud of the fact that we're in 60 counties in Arkansas and can respond to, to fires or technical assistance requests from forest landowners in a relatively short period of time. So, Joe, I want to also kind of talk to you about uh, what you guys are focusing on here in 2020. Um, We've already kind of spoken a little bit about green careers Mm -hmm. is a big thing that you guys are wanting to push this year. Right, right. We have three emphases. (laughs) I can't spell it. I can almost (laughs) say it. We have three emphases uh, for 2020, calendar year 2020, that we really want to continue well beyond 2020. And the first one for us is training, training of our staff, uh, training of landowners. Uh, We have a lot of retirements that have happened. I'm I'm almost now eight years as state forester, and all of our district foresters, which there are seven, have turned over now through retirements. And uh, more than half of our county foresters and more than half of our county rangers have turned over through retirements. The county ranger is kind of the master sergeant and at that work center and runs things, gets things done. Um, because of that and a whole lot of employees, many employees or staff that have less than five years with us, uh, training is, is a real emphasis to make sure that we're ready to respond to fires, to respond to other things like ice storms, uh, tornadoes, several emergency response things. We responded to the Arkansas River flood this past year. Um, but also to be able to give the technical assistance that's needed, seedling checks uh, after uh, plantings with CRP and WRP and CREP and WREP and lots of different farm bill programs that we work with NRCS, another wonderful partner of ours. Um, Training to get all those jobs done is essential and constant. So that's a big deal. Secondly, 
uh, same thing, all the turnover. We, we have like five or six Forrester job openings right now. There's an undersupply in Arkansas, in fact, in the country, of bachelor degree Foresters. And it's pretty good pay starting out with no experience. And we're still having problems getting applicants for our jobs. It's not just Forester jobs, our Ranger jobs, which are forestry technicians, dozer operators, um, and mechanics, things of that nature is what Rangers do. Um, we have a lot of new Rangers and several openings right now. So we want to get into the recruitment and retention of employees' uh, work, and recruitment can get into working with the Forestry Association and going to middle schools, maybe even elementary schools, with the idea that, that a career in the woods, in forests, is, you know, I'm out here having fun with trees and watching wildlife and maybe painting lines or maybe checking seedlings, doing something of value in the forest, and I'm getting paid for it. It's fun, and I'm getting paid for it. We need to convey that idea to the young people in the state and get, get young people interested in working outdoors. That's a big deal. And lastly, new technology. So training, uh, recruitment and retention, and then new technology like drones that can help us do our work better, uh, software products, mapping software products. There's all sorts of new technologies that we need to stay abreast with at the forestry division. And those things are going to help us with recruitment and retention, and they need training. So all three of these emphases are tied together and will continue beyond 2020. Well, what do you think, in your opinion, are some of the causes of these problems of having a hard time finding people to pl replace these uh, guys that have been there for forever and are retiring? I'm, I'm, I'm not certain of exactly. There was an oversupply for decades of bachelor degree foresters. Uh, when I came out of North Carolina State a hundred years ago, it seems like, uh, we had 30, about 30 in our graduating class, and I think less than 15 had jobs at graduation time. And I know a few that never went into the forestry work. That was repeated lots of other schools, lots of other places, all the way through into 2000 or so. And then since 2000, uh, some of these same people who got jobs are starting to retire. Many are retiring. And because there's been a drought of forestry jobs uh, uh, demand for those jobs, then uh, young people stop looking at that as a career because there was no assurance that you could get a job when you graduate from college. So we've not done a good job, and I'm talking about the entire forestry community, mm -hmm. of recruiting and talking about how wonderful it is to work in the forest, but we've also not set expectations that you could have work. So all of that we've got to turn around and... and remind everybody or educate everyone one that it's a great place to work and two there's a lot of opportunity with careers right now
Okay. So uh, I want to kind of move on now um, and talk about the uh, State Forest Action Plan, ah, if you don't mind. So sure. could you just kind of tell us a little bit about that? Well, this right now, 2020, in fact, June 30 of 2020, we owe the U.S. Forest Service our new iteration, our updated uh, State Forest Action Plan. The Farm Bill of 2008 mandated all the states to have a forest action plan uh, by 2010 and then update that plan in 10 years. Um, and, and you can update it, which we have, in between the times. But the, forest act, the State Forest Action Plan, uh, using stakeholders, forest stakeholders, not just us at the Forestry Division or the Forestry Commission, um, using multiple stakeholders, uh, like Game and Fish, like U.S. Fish and Wildlife, like U.S. Forest Service, like the Arkansas Natural Heritage Commission, like AFA and its members, industrial members in particular. Um, uh, I'm leaving out half a dozen at least stakeholders that have contributed to our state forest action plan. We set priority areas uh, where we want to do certain things. It doesn't mean that we exclude other parts of the state. We just have priority areas of special needs, I'll call it. Sometimes that can be ecological needs, uh, but sometimes it could be just plantation. You need to plant trees or, or uh, revive the forest. Um, but it sets objectives in concert with the State Wildlife Action Plan, in concert with the U.S. Forest Service, like the Washita and the Ozark St. Francis National Forest Management Plans, in concert with Natural Resource Conservation Service, NRCS, Technical Committee's objectives, uh, which becomes in concert with the Arkansas Association of Conservation Districts, a, a myriad of things that we want Arkansas's forests to do that goes right to the mission of conservation, utilization, um, and protection of our forests. So even volunteer fire departments uh, who uh, do not have a representative at the table, but they are, they are mentioned in our protection plan part, protection of the forest, in the State Forest Action Plan. All of this will be used to inform grant writing. Uh, we have something more than 30 grants with the U.S. Forest Service and a few more like EPA 319 grants um, that we procure or apply for every year. And the State Forest Action Plan informs those applications. This is why this we're working together toward this goal in this priority area. So it's kind of a roadmap for you guys for the next decade or so. Perfect. It is exactly that. And that was better said in five, <laughs> five seconds than I did in five minutes. Well, I'm just trying to condense it all down into, you know, trying to understand it as well. Because a lot of this stuff um, I haven't, you know, seen yet either. Um, Max knows about this stuff all the time. He speaks with you quite often. So right. I'm also kind of learning a little bit here as we go. Um, but I guess, Joe, too, this kind of leads me to my next question then talking about the State Forest Action Plan. You, more than anyone, I think, here in the state can tell us how our forests are doing here in Arkansas. There's a lot of miscommunication. You hear mm -hmm. it. We hear it. Everyone yeah. hears it. 
um, that you know cutting down trees is bad, mm-hmm. don't do it, blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. how are our forests doing here in Arkansas? If if I had a crystal ball, I would know if we're going to get more uh, manufacturing plants, more places to utilize our trees. Without more industry to utilize our trees, we're going to be in trouble in Arkansas on forest health in 20 to 30 years. Not any day soon, at least 20 years out, uh, probably more. But we are growing. So we're doing such a good job of growing timber in north and south Arkansas, in hardwoods and pines, that we're growing 14.5 million more tons of pine volume a year than we're harvesting or that's dying. And that number for hardwoods is like eight and a half million. Uh, eight, I think it's closer to eight million tons of hardwoods are being grown that are then are being harvested or dying. Now there's little pockets in the state where that might not be quite true to that volume, but overall for the whole state, we're growing way more timber than we're harvesting. And long-term, that's not a good thing. Short-term, it's pretty cool. But long-term means uh, pine plantations in mostly South Arkansas that don't get thinned. Or it means hardwoods that are, that there's too many per acre, uh, like what we had in about 2000 when we had the white oak uh, borer problem, the white oak borer, killed a million acres of, I'm sorry, the red oak borer, killed about a million acres of red oaks in the Washita's, Ozarks, all the way into Missouri. And it was all because the trees were too thick on the ground and they were over mature and too many trees competing for the same amount of nutrients from the soil, water, and air. They all get stressed, especially in drought situations, and then beetles are able to to get after them and kill them. Uh, that happens with southern pine beetle in some cases. We've seen it in Mississippi recently. Uh, in the last couple of years, we, I'm knocking on wood, we haven't seen it here in Arkansas in some time. But if our forests are too thick and there's nowhere to send the material to a mill, there's no incentive to thin them, then the good Lord will thin them for us, either through wildfire or insects or disease. And it won't be in a manner that we, that's manageable by us. So what I see is a very resilient forest in Arkansas that's growing tremendously, that is really begging for more manufacturing, more utilization of the wood because it's there. And I, I am very optimistic that we will have more manufacturers come to Arkansas because we have such a great source of raw material for their plants. And we've seen that too here in this last year, the end of last year, uh, Structure Lamb is coming into Conway mm-hmm. to start building cross-laminated timber, mm-hmm. um, which they say they're gonna be utilizing Arkansas forests and stuff like that. So I know uh, we're getting at least one group in and the governor has been working with some other people to try to get more manufacturers in too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so. yeah, I, I, I have no insider knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, but we're, the least utilized uh, parts of our forest are the small diameters that would go into pulpwood or pellets or biofuels, 
that sort of thing. That's probably our greatest need is something that uses the smaller diameters. But we can, we've got room for the larger diameters as well. So we're very hopeful for biofuels, pellets, or paper manufacturing to come into Arkansas more than what we have now. So Joe, we're kind of headed towards the end here, but uh, if, if there's someone out there who, a landowner for instance, that may need some assistance, or just someone looking for more information, what's the best way for them to maybe reach out to you guys to learn? A, a landowner needing technical assistance um, could call the county forester or the work center in their county. And if you can get on the, our website, the Arkansas Department of Agriculture's website, look at the forestry division. There's a list of all of our work centers and contact information. Uh, there's also a list of the people manning those, those work centers. And they will know what kind of programs we have, whether it's if you need seedlings, how to get, how to get a seedling order going from our Balkum nursery that produces 8 million seedlings a year or whether it's technical assistance about NRCS programs they can help you get in touch with the district conservationists in the county. We work very closely with them. Uh, and then we can come out and look at your, at your forest and make recommendations. What We want to lead landowners to reach their objectives for their forest land. There are almost no wrong objectives for forest land. I, I said almost because there's there's a few that I would take task over, but if you want to keep your forest as forest, there's a lot of different ways to do it right or correctly. And we want to help you reach yours. What I love about forests are they're both and. You can, you can have wildlife habitat, you can hunt, you can recreate, you can camp, you can fish in the streams beside the forest, and you can cut timber wisely and do all those things uh, and have a beautiful forest for decades and decades for, for your children, for your grandchildren, even for your great-grandchildren. So, Joe, one other thing I want to ask you, too, uh, as we, like I said, as we kind of wrap up here, you've been in the industry for a long time. You've seen it. You've kind of watched it over the past, or over the years. What are some of the bigger changes that you've seen occur between, you know, back when you started at the mill to today? Probably the biggest single change is the change in ownership of mainly industrial forestry. Never dreamed that could happen. We've gone from, from vertically integrated companies to horizontally integrated or non-integrated companies. The Timos and Reits that I referenced earlier uh, own a big part of the land. The largest landowner when I started in Arkansas was International Paper Company who owns very little, if any, forested acres in Arkansas today. In fact, IP own more land in Arkansas than, than they owned in any other state in the union, and they don't own anything now. So that's probably the largest change. Um, the, the other is uh, something I've already referenced, is uh, the move away from the outdoors by the general public and and the lack of knowledge of how the natural world really works. Uh, when I was growing up in this business, lots of uh, my mentors, I had several mentors, I needed a lot of help. <laughs> Anyhow, they had grown up in the woods and you know they 
fed their families from the deer meat and, and uh, squirrels and other things that they caught uh, or killed. And they weren't, they weren't um, over-utilizing the woods. They were just using the natural world as I was taught that we're supposed to. And there's a way through conservation to do exactly that. I'm surprised at the lack of not, uh, common sense, I suppose, uh, with even my grandchildren about how the natural world works. Okay. Yeah, and then that's one thing that Billy touched on too was back in the day when her dad was working the tree farm, that was how they went to college. That's how mm-hmm. they got a new car when they needed a new car. That, mm-hmm. you know, relying on this farm was their entire life, essentially. So that's interesting to hear from, from you as well. Um, well, Joe, is there anything else you want to touch on here before we kind of wrap things up? or Just reemphasize the forestry community in Arkansas is a very collaborative community with lots of partnerships that the forestry division is proud to be part of, whether it's with federal partners, association partners, private landowners, fire departments, uh, conservation districts, just a myriad of partnerships to get things done in Arkansas. And lastly, how resilient our forests are. They don't stay the same. They're always growing. And there's a bunch of different ways to practice forestry correctly. And it's really fun to try to figure those ways out with different landowners. All right, well, Joe, thank you so much again for visiting with me today. I really appreciate you coming back down here. This is your like third visit in a week here at the office, so thank you uh, for that. And if you guys would like to get more information on the Forestry Division, you can visit aad.arkansas.gov forward slash arkansas-forestry-commission. And if you want more information on the Arkansas Forestry Association, you can visit arcforest.org. That's A-R-K-F-O-R-E-S-T-S dot org. And as always, we want to give a special thank you to some guy named Rob slash Rob McCormick for the use of our theme song, The Same Love, off of his album, The Folkster. You can find more of his music on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Join us again in a month. It will be back on the first Friday of next month. That's when we're releasing new episodes for the next episode. And that's been everything. I've been Seth Stevenson, and you've been listening to the Voices of Forestry.